the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. There's some people who are unwilling to be comforted. They, they will not allow anyone or anything to comfort them in their grief over their loss. They, they, they are unwilling to even enter into the process, to even begin. And that's very unhealthy. There's a process to it. And it's unhealthy to to be unwilling to engage in the process and enter into the process. In today's message, Pastor Dan will share with you about grief. Nobody wants to talk about grief. Nobody wants to acknowledge grief, especially their own. But when we choose to ignore our grief, it can take control of us. Our grief can drown us and pull us far away from loved ones and the Lord. So if grief comes your way, push back. Make time to spend with loved ones and with Jesus. Volunteer in the church. Go to every Bible study that you can. Invest in the Lord, and He will comfort you. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 37 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. And they lifted their eyes and looked, and there was a company of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels. So here are some uh, traders coming from the east, from Gilead, with their camels, bearing spices, balm, and myrrh, on their way to carry them down to Egypt. Again, remember, they're on that, that trade route that heads over to the coast and down to Egypt. So Judah said to his brother, that's, that's important, it's Judah, what profit is there if we kill our brother? And conceal his blood. Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. And let not our hand be upon him. For he is our brother and our flesh. And his brothers listen. And so here Judas says, we shouldn't kill him because he's our brother. Instead we'll sell him. That's much better. You know, you don't kill your brother, you sell your brother, I guess. Kind of thing. And so they're going to they're gonna sell him. Into slavery. And by the way, uh, kidnapping someone and selling them into slavery was later prohibited by the law of Moses. Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 7 uh, says that kidnapping someone and selling them into slavery was, was punishable by death. According to the law of Moses, it received the same punishment as murder. So it was forbidden. This is what they do, though. Then Midianite traders, now the Midianites and Ishmaelites are the same, same people, just different name for them. They, they passed by, and so the brothers pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the cistern, and they sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver, and they took Joseph to Egypt. So they take Joseph down to Egypt now in Africa, 
And then Reuben returned to the pit. And indeed, Joseph was not in the pit. And he tore his clothes. And he returned to his brothers and said, The lad is no more. And I, where shall I go? Now, Reuben is the oldest son. And as the oldest son in the family, culturally, he has a responsibility to care for and protect the family. And so he's responsible for Joseph. So that's why he says, where shall I go? What, you know, what's dad going to do to me kind of thing? So then they come up with this plan to deceive their father. And Reuben goes along with the plan because otherwise he's in trouble. So now they're going to deceive their father, Jacob. Does that kind of ring a bell a little bit? Remember, Jacob deceived his father, Isaac. And now all of his sons together conspire to deceive Jacob, their dad. Jacob's sons commit the very same sin that he committed against his father. You know, as, as as a parent, It's hard to see your children commit the same sins that you commit. It's it's hard for you to feel like uh, you have any authority, really. Who are you? And And it grieves you to see your children behaving the same way that you behave. So here's what they do. They're going to. They take Joseph's tunic, verse 31, they killed a kid of the goats and dipped the tunic in the blood. So they kill one of Jacob's goats and use the blood from one of Jacob's goats to deceive Jacob, just as Jacob used one of Isaac's goats to deceive Isaac. Then they sent the tunic of many colors and they brought it to their father and said, Hey, we have found this. Do you know whether it is your son's tunic or not? They presented it to to their father and dad. Do you know whether this is Joseph's tunic or not? Does this look familiar to you? And, And he recognized it and said, It is my son's tunic. A wild beast has devoured him. Without doubt, Joseph is torn to pieces. And then Jacob tore his clothes, put sackcloth on his waist, and mourned for his son many days. And it's hard to imagine the regret that Jacob felt because Jacob is the one who sent his son Joseph on this journey that got him killed in his, you know, in his, in his mind. And I'm sure for Jacob, he had many you know, questions and what ifs going on in his mind. What, what if I would have gone with him? What if I would have sent a servant with him? What if I would have waited a day to send him? Would he still be alive? And, and so on and so on. Verse 35 says, and all his sons and all his daughters arose to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, for I shall go down into the grave to my son and mourning. Thus his father wept for him. Now dealing with the death of a loved one is the most difficult part of life. And that is especially true when it is the death of a child. When a child dies before the parent, there's just, there's just something out of order there. A parent should never have to bury their child. 
And the reason dealing with death is so difficult for us is because God created us for life, not death. We weren't created for death. We were created to live. We were created for life. When Adam sinned, the Bible tells us, when Adam sinned, death entered the world. And so, so death ultimately is the result of, of sin, of the fall of, of mankind. But death wasn't part of God's original design for mankind. Death wasn't part of the original plan. Mankind was designed for life. We weren't really made to handle death and the deep emotions that arise from death. We, we simply weren't designed for it. We, we don't have a file for that that we can open up and access. There's no file there. It's, it's not in the software. We, we don't have it. We don't have the capacity for death. And that's why it's so difficult. So there's, a, there's, there's the process of grieving. And there's the process of mourning that we go through after a loved one dies. And, and, and of course, we, we never get over it. We never completely heal from it. Those, those raw emotions are always right under the surface. Even decades and decades and decades later, those emotions are always right below the surface. But there is this process of grieving that we go through and this process and, and this progression that, that we go through. And grieving is important and the process is, is important. But we're told, look, 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 we're told Jacob refused to be comforted after Joseph's death. There's some people who refuse to be comforted. This word can also be translated unwilling. There's some people who are unwilling to be comforted. They, they will not allow anyone or anything to comfort them in their grief over their loss. They, they, they are unwilling to even enter into the process. To even begin. And that's very unhealthy. There's a process to it. And it's unhealthy to, to be unwilling to engage in the process and enter into the process. Jacob refuses to enter into the process of grieving for his son. He refuses to be comforted. Now for us as believers in Jesus Christ, how are, how are we comforted when someone dies? Well, we're comforted by the gospel, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, because the resurrection tells us that death is not the final word. The empty tomb, the resurrection, the hope beyond the grave, the grave was conquered, death was defeated by Jesus Christ. And the, the Apostle Paul says, we do not sorrow as those who have no hope. You know, we, we do sorrow as believers. It's normal to sorrow and to grieve when someone dies, but as believers in Jesus Christ, we sorrow with hope. We sorrow with the hope of the resurrection. We sorrow, yes, but we have the hope of, of eternal life. We take comfort in knowing that that loved one who has died, if they knew Christ, that we will one day see them again in heaven and that we will be reunited with them. So there's a comfort in that. Doesn't heal it completely, but there's a comfort there. There's a comfort available to us. We also find comfort in God, 
God is, is our comforter. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3, God is described as the God of all comfort. And it says that he comforts us in all of our troubles. He's the God of all comfort. Jesus describes the Holy Spirit as the comforter in John's gospel. That's a title for the Holy Spirit, a name for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the comforter. The Holy Spirit's ministry and role in our lives is to, to comfort us in our time of, of grieving. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. And so, instead of refusing to be comforted for us, we should press into the Lord so that He can minister to us and so that He can comfort us because He's the source of our comfort. And that that should be the way that we as Christians respond to death. Press into the Lord. And allow the Lord to comfort us. Allow the Lord to minister to us. Allow His Word to comfort us. Years ago... um, I was an assistant pastor at a Calvary Chapel in Florida. And one day, this couple came in to the office uh, and they said that their teenage daughter had recently been killed by a drunk driver. And I'll never forget, the husband said, we know that Jesus Christ is the only one who can get us through this pain. And so, we want to sign up Every Bible study you've got, every meeting you've got going on, every worship service, any place to serve, we want to sign up for all of it. And they were fortunate in that uh, they, the husband and the wife were both able to take a leave of absence from their job. And they knew that God, God was the only one who was going to get them through it. And so they, they just we, we want to be here and in the Word of God, and worshiping the Lord, and serving the Lord as much as we possibly can. And just all in. And that's what they did. And they were, they were at every meeting, every church service, every Bible study, every worship service, serving in the church. I mean, they, they, just, they just committed all of their time to being with Jesus being around God's people, to worshiping Him and serving the Lord. And I watched God do amazing things in their life. Amazing things. Miraculous things. In the way that He worked in their life and in the way that He worked in the drunk driver's life who killed their daughter. Over time, they began to 
have a burden for the salvation of this drunk driver who was also, he was a young man, he had just graduated college and literally had just graduated college, was out partying after graduating. And so they began to write letters to the young man in prison, sharing their faith, sharing Jesus Christ. And over time, that young man became a believer because of the witness of the parents. And over time, they developed a relationship together. And they, they speak of the young man as their son now. And over time, the parents petitioned the court to set the, the driver free. And these parents went in with Scripture and they had this, they, they put together a sermon and went in before a judge. It's, the whole thing is crazy. They go in before a judge to petition the court to just set him free. And the, 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 the father of the girl that died had all these scriptures, you know, for putting his argument together. And they petition the court. The judge calls a recess. The judge goes back to his chambers and after a couple hours, the judge comes back out. He calls the case back into session. The judge put together a Bible study. And the judge presents all these verses. And the judge explained though that because of Florida law, he can't just set the guy free, but he reduces his sentence down to the lowest possible sentence so that he can be set free. And God just did this amazing thing. The young man was set free. The young man uh, travels around and speaks uh, now in, in events and that kind of thing. But here, here it is. It, here's this couple. Un, unimaginable grief. Unimaginable pain. And they knew that Jesus was the only thing that was going to get them through it. And so they pressed into Jesus as much as they possibly could. And Jesus got them through it. And just like Joseph in our story, they could look and see how God used these horrible events for good in their life. Jacob, on the other hand here, he, re- he refused to be comforted. I'm not willing. I'm not, even, I'm not even going to begin that process. I'm not even going to take the first step. And again, there's some people that do that. And it's, and it's just unhealthy. So verse 36, we have the fate of Joseph. And we'll wrap this up. So now the Midianites sold him in Egypt. So they take him down to Africa. And they sell him in Egypt to, to a guy named Potiphar who happens to be an officer of Pharaoh, the king, and captain of the guard. See, it's horrible what happens to Joseph, but he doesn't just get sold to anybody. He gets sold to Potiphar, officer of the Pharaoh. This is the providence of God. Now, Joseph doesn't realize that at this moment, but it is. Remember, 
Genesis 50, verse 20, God will use Joseph to save many lives, including the lives of his own family. And what we see in the story of Joseph is God is sovereignly moving the pieces on the board to work out his supernatural purposes. And he, listen, listen, we're almost finished, I promise. But here's, here's what you don't see. Here's what you don't see in Joseph's story. And you probably don't see these things in your story either. What you don't see in Joseph's story, you don't see the Red Sea parting. You don't see walls tumbling down and strongholds being conquered. You don't see giants falling. God doesn't use that that kind of stuff in Joseph's life to accomplish his purposes in and through Joseph. But you know what God does use in Joseph's life? He uses a really dysfunctional family to accomplish his purposes. He uses betrayal. He uses tragedy. He uses what we would call today a toxic work environment to accomplish his purpose, to get Joseph where he wants Joseph to be. He uses a false accusation against Joseph. He uses wrongful imprisonment. He uses a natural disaster. He uses an economic collapse to accomplish his will and Joseph's life and to accomplish his purposes in Joseph's life. You know, it's like it's like God could go, he's got, you know, he's he's got these tools that he can use with Joseph and it, and it's not a wall coming down. It's not a parting of the Red Sea. It's not giants falling. It's hardship. It's trials. It's difficulties. And, and, and that, that's what he's going to use in Joseph's life to, to accomplish his will. To, to get Joseph in the position that he wants him in so that jo- Joseph can save the lives of many people and so that Joseph can one day say, all of these things God used for good in my life. All of it. I can see now how God was moving the pieces, how God was working, and he was using all of it for good. And that's what he does. And Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for the example of Joseph. We thank you for Joseph's life of faith and his faithfulness to you, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for your providence in our lives, how you uh, very naturally move things around to accomplish your supernatural purposes, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that you work all things together for good in our lives, even the hard things and the painful things and the things that we don't fully understand, Lord. You work them all together for good, and we thank you for it. Help us to... Help us to stay faithful to you in the midst of the difficulties, just like Joseph.
And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, brings truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Genesis. This Old Testament book of history and the start of what God created teaches you much about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions about what you've heard or would like someone to pray with, would you give us a call? You can reach us by calling 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There'll be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. While you're there, please be sure to check out additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today. There's much more to gain through this study through the book of Genesis. So be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.